We are closing out the table series, and uh, if you are new here today, and this is your first time here, or you haven't been around in a while, we've been on a series for quite a while called The Table, um, and yes, we're talking about a figurative table, and it stands for, it's a picture for each one of us, and the idea is that each one of us, in two, kind of two main focuses, is that we've all been invited to the table of the Lord, And we see this when we read through scripture, not just as an idea or a concept, but actually how Jesus operated is he invited people to the table. Now, these people, though, were just like you and I. They were people that most people, a lot of peoples out there, wouldn't think should be at the table because of the way our lives, the way we talk, the way we act, our background. Maybe it's the family we were born into. Maybe it's the reputation of our parents. Maybe it's a mistake that we made, but we're pushed aside. And it said, no, you don't belong at the table. And what Jesus says is, no, I have a seat right here for you. Many times we look at the table and we think, well, there's only a couple, there's only a couple chairs. There's not enough. What's the, that game with the chairs and the, that one. Thank you, team. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. I'm just seeing all the chairs and thinking of going around it. And there's always one, but you know, in the game, there's always one less, but that's not the way it is with Jesus. There's always more than enough. The question is never, is there a chair for you? Or is there a chair for anyone else? The question is, will we sit there? Will we come to the table? And will we we patiently wait for him to serve what he has for us? Will we receive the gift that he has for us? And then will we stay at the table and begin to grow at the table? Begin to learn at the table. Begin to heal at the table. There's a covenant that takes place at the table. When we go to communion, the table of communion, we come up and what do we do? We do it in remembrance of him. There's bread, there's a cracker, there's something. During COVID, there was styrofoam. And then there's, there's juice, grape juice or wine that represents the blood. But it represents his broken body that was broken for each one of us. And his shed blood that was shed for each one of us. And there's a covenant that was made that as we give up control of our lives and say, Jesus, I want to let go. I want to, I want to follow you. I want to believe in you. I want to trust that you did pay the penalty as Aiden was describing of being in a life sentence in jail and someone comes and and opens the jail cell for us and says, you're free, I will serve your sentence. That's exactly what Jesus has done for each one of us. And so we come in remembrance of that to the table, but also that as we experience that covenant and as we experience that grace, that each one of us would then reflect it to others and share it to others. That's where we talk about the radical table of hospitality. And that each one of us begins to open up our homes, not just to our friends, not just to the people 
that we know their kids aren't going to break anything. Now it's just to the people that we know that when they sit down, our couch isn't going to just, you know, smell like them forever. Not just to the people that, that, that we know that they, we can carry on easy conversation with and where it won't get awkward because there won't be silence and feel like, oh, not just for the people that we know have busy lives so they'll leave on time and they won't linger and they won't just stay and I'm going to have to keep looking at my watch or in my house I just say I'm tired and I go to bed and I let Tamar deal with it. But that we begin radical hostility. It's not, that's not radical. Radical is when it goes beyond those limits, when it goes beyond those comforts. I remember as a kid, everybody used to say something was rad and it was radical. I was looking at a chart on, on the Google and uh, it showed the use of the word radical um, going way back long, long time and then slowly climbed and it was right around like the, the 80s, the thing just like took off. <laughs> it just like went straight up in an elevator and then it's kind of plateaued off. But you know, we didn't say something was radical just because it was normal. We said it was radical because it, 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 it went a step farther. It was a little brighter clothing. It was a little more creative. It was a little louder. It was a little edgier. It was a little farther. And we're being called to radical hospitality, which isn't just standard hospitality that you and I find comfortable. So if we look at the heart, the heart of the table series, it's to remember that everyone, let's all say everyone, Everyone. Let's say it again. Just, to, just get it into your mind. Everyone. Everyone. Now think of the people. Picture their faces. Close your eyes real quick. Picture the faces of the people that you don't believe uh, belong in the word everyone. But now you're going to declare to your mind, no, they are included, and say everyone. Everyone is invited to the table. To what? To taste and see that who is good. That the Lord is good. that everyone can come in and taste and see that the Lord is good. But not just come into a, a church building to taste and see, that when they come and they encounter you and I, that they taste and see that the Lord is good. They don't get my opinions. They don't get my soapboxes. What they get is that the Lord is good in me. And so therefore, what you should get from me is that the Lord is good because it's flowing out of me. So today we're gonna... A couple weeks ago, the end of June, we did, um, we read out of, out of Romans chapter 10, and we kind of did the first part of this message, but this is kind of our, our closing, and the, something that we've been saying a lot is that we're the sent ones. You know, we don't just have, yeah, we're sending out Isaac and Noel, they're like special forces going to a crazy land being dropped off by themselves where they're going to have to figure out a way. And, and yeah, reinforcements will come and supplies will come, but man, they got to be bold with what they're doing. It's not, it's not just like they open a door and they're going into a different culture. They're going into a completely different mindset. It's a completely different paradigm than what we're, what we're doing here right now. But they're not just the only sent ones. 
You and I are all sent. Every single one of us. We're called. Jesus wants to send you and I out. In, uh, if you turn to cha- Romans chapter 10, if you have your Bible, turn there. It's good practice just to find it. If you're insecure about how to find it, it's okay to go to the beginning of the book and look for what page it says the book is in and just turn there. I remember as a kid, I used to always be like, oh gosh, what was that? You know, you know, Lamentations? I don't know where that is. But I'm like, I don't want to look at the beginning of the book because then someone's going to see me looking there and they're going to then know that I don't know where Lamentations is. And then they're going to, and it was, so then I just wouldn't read it. So that was a bad, don't follow my example. But we also put it on the screen because it's just easy that way too. So, Romans chapter 10, verse 8 says, in fact, it says the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips, and it's in your heart. And that message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. It's not by works. It's not by what family you were raised in. It's not by how smart you are. It's not how much time you study. It's what you confess, what you believe. That is where it's at. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile, that's the person that's on the inside and the person that's on the outside. What does it say about them? They are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all. Say all. He gives generously to all who call on him. And one of the lies that you and I believe all the time is that he's not there. He doesn't hear us. He's, he's preoccupied. He's busy with something. No. He gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be, will be what? Saved. All. Anyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. In the second part here, verse 14. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? It's a good point. How can I call on him to save me unless I believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear Think you guys see where this is going. Remember, the key to this is that we're all sent, okay? And how can they hear about him unless, what? Someone tells them. Just, just a quick little, does anybody have an idea who the someone is? Are you starting to feel it? Is it, is it me? I think it's you. Let's see. Let's see what it says. 
And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet. How many of you here believe that you have ugly feet? Come on. Man, I have a crazy story that I'll tell at a different time. (laughs) You guys all know that my little toe doesn't touch the ground. My kids were asking me the other day, why don't I just get it cut off? (laughs) Like it's useless. And I'm like, you're right, but... Um, but I got a massive blister doing this hike that, man, I got like 500 sermons from this hike because it totally fell apart. I totally overextended myself. Let's just say that my friend had to carry my 50-pound pack on top of his 45-pound pack for the last three and a half miles of a 12-mile hike because I had lost everything. Then to the point where I even had to ask him to carry my empty empty water bottle and I was still laying on the trail taking a break every hundred yards this is last this last Tuesday it was the most humbling thing I've ever been through we'll chat about it at a different time when it makes more sense it doesn't really fit into this except for the fact that I got a massive blister on my heel and it feels like I'm walking on a like a pebble a smooth pebble not a sharp one and so I decided I was going to try to pop it. And that's what you're supposed to do. You got to drain it. It hurts so bad. So I start picking at it with, with um, a, a needle. But my heel's so callous. It's like I'm just, it's in there deep. And I couldn't even get to it. So I just left it. But anyway. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. No matter how ugly your feet are, how callous they are, where your toes point, whether they touch the ground or not. Here's what you can declare. How beautiful, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news. So here's the thing. Each one of us have a seat at the table. Everyone has a seat at the table. Our heart as a church is that everyone can come in and taste and see that the Lord is good. But we can't force someone to sit down. I can't force you to stay at the table. I also can't force you to believe in the message. That is on each one of us. We all have to take ownership for our own decisions, our own reactions, and our own responses. But what is on each one of us is do we welcome people in to come and taste and see that the Lord is good. That is on you and that is on me. What is on us is do we accept the the, the call, the responsibility that he is sending each one of us out to share the good news? Because how can they believe and how can they understand if you and I don't start telling them And I'm not, I didn't say, how can they know and believe if you and I don't argue them? If you and I don't yell at them? If you and I don't convict them and convince them how stupid they are? But how can they, unless you and I reflect the goodness of God in our lives and come around them in love? Because I'm pretty certain when I look out at the majority of us in this room, the reason we're here. The love that that we feel from Jesus 
was a love that someone else also represented to each one of us. That it wasn't someone just attacking us that caused us to be like, oh, this Jesus just sounds so wonderful. If he would treat me the way that you are, yes, please. No, that's all around us. We need people that express the love of Jesus Christ. How can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? You and I are sent. So we've partaked. Every Sunday we've been taking communion. We've been coming and we've been recommitting and and coming to that place of the remembrance at the table of the Lord. We've been challenging ourselves that, yes, we want to be a place where all can come and taste and see that the Lord is good. That we don't, we don't have a screening party at the doors saying, yep, yep, you guys come up. Nope, 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 nope. You obviously need to go back, take care of a couple things, and you try, to try again next week. No, come on in. Actually, I want to say, you know what? You guys that come every week, you hold up. Come on in. I want, I want these guys to come to the front. I want them to come and experience the goodness of my God. But we also have to realize that it's not just about coming into a building. It's about us going out and representing Jesus in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our schools, in our workplaces. So we're going to do something here. Will you put up the... Um, the call to action. We're going to listen to a song. Mike Barth sent me this song talking about being called to the table. And uh, I want us to all pray about who God, I believe that we should challenge ourselves for five people, five households, whether it be five single people, five married couples, Five families, just, just five, okay? But, but you can't just invite my family over and we're eight and so now you just took care of your five. These are five different households, okay, that you're inviting over that aren't people, this isn't your, the people that you would normally invite over to your home. These are people that have never, you've never invited over. These are people, whether we want to call them unchurched or whatever you want to call them lost, you want to call them unsaved. I don't care what title you want to put on them. Don't, don't blast that title, okay? Just keep that up here. But it's people that you've never invited over to your home that you know need to experience the grace of God that maybe have never known that there is a chair at the table for them. And God is going to use you, not the person sitting next to you. He's going to use you to be the one to invite them over to your home, to come and experience what radical, not normal, radical hospitality feels like. And at that awkward meal, at that awkward time where you don't know what you're going to say, you don't know what they're going to say. They might be cussing in front of your kids. They might tell some crazy stories. It might get weird and it might get messy. But I tell you what, the Holy Spirit will be there. The Holy Spirit will guide you to just 
go with it, to laugh it off. Come on, we can relax a little bit. We don't got to get all religious about it. If, if, never mind. That was going to be, I shouldn't. So you're going to ask Holy Spirit to highlight five individuals or families for you to invite to your home between now and the end of November. Let's say between now and Thanksgiving. That means you have August. We're going to count together. You have what comes after August? September. You have... And listen, Thanksgiving is at the end, so we're just going to say it. We got... How many months is that? Four months. At least one of those is a five-week month, so you're at 16, 17 weeks. So the idea of having five people, that's one every ish weeks it's doable so we're going to play this song and as we do i want you to begin to listen to the words and then begin writing down in your phone if that's where you take notes you're, you're not turning it into me this is between you and god i wanted to do you know some way to hold all of us accountable but no you need to take ownership for what holy spirit puts on your heart Write it down on a piece of paper if you're an analog person and you actually have a writing utensil and parchment that you write on. And if you have neither the phone, the digital, nor the analog parchment, raise your hand and the ushers have some three by five cards. They even come with blue lines so you can write straight and a pen and you can write down those names. Again, this is for you to keep. But we're going to listen to this song and write that down, and then we're going to take, we're going to break bread and take communion with one another. Does this make sense? So Lord, I just ask that you would lead and guide each one of us. God, we do not just want to be hearers only, but Lord, we want to take the words, the challenge that you've given us about the table, and Lord, we want to be ones that go and begin to practice the very thing that we've been able to benefit from, that we would begin to radically host as you have so radically hosted each one of us. So Lord, I believe that you have people, messy, smelly, weird, awkward, angry, hurting people that are your daughters and your sons that you love dearly, that you want to love. You want to hug. You want to smile at. That God, you want to bring healing to. And you've called every single one of us in this room to be your hands and feet. So God, help us to see those people. Help us not to see one and be like, oh, dear God, no. Lord, I know that's not the one. You would never ask me to do that. But Lord that we would step out in faith, that we would represent you.